Hallelujah. One of the things that the Spirit of God is doing is to make his people more one with each other. People that have the same passion, the same the same body, it begins to meet their spirits together so that we can corporately wage a more global warfare against the dominion of darkness. And today we say Tema must be free. And so Lord will invite your glory to come into our company that it might become a catalyst that will transform a feeble one and make him mighty that will transform a small one and make him strong grant O oh God that at least among our numbers will become as strong as David let the kingdom of darkness fall let the altars built in the name of the devil crumble let a new civilization be born from among our people we call forth your strength look upon us with mercy look upon us with grace Oosh. send us help open unto us the gates of salvation the gates of deliverance that the land might feel the taste of your presence once again if you are baptized in the holy ghost it's time to cry to him come down that the mountains might flow out at your presence when the heavens come down touch the land touch our waters touch our people in the name of Jesus we ask that your presence might be released Oof. we raise an altar unto your glory we raise 
a pavilion for your presence. We raise. Yes, so sailor. Premina Cadiate. Encoco Rosica. Ratoke Homa. Alai Compele. Semina Nicate. Ramaita Compelabe. Yes, so Stir our hearts afresh like you stirred the hearts of the kings of old to create a pavement. For the fulfillment of your covenant with your people. The night is fast spent. Cause the morning of grace to break. In the land of Ghana. In the city of Tema. Let your sons and daughters prophesy. Let young men dream dreams. Let old men see visions. Let the vistas of the spirit be open for access, for penetration, for perception. We call upon you. valleys be elevated let the stones be gathered out so that Messiah will ride into the land into the territory let nothing obscure his glory let nothing obscure his beauty let his voice thunder let the cedars of Lebanon bow to him oh come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit let all eyes behold him. Let all nations see him. Esco famila. Liso seline. Brico pemina suka. Ramana sebo. Kobokoske. Rapekote mandeli. Aramamakata. Zemina nobokoske tami. Raikendele. Let's go be masile. Let's come to Bokuri. Let a Yise. Let a Salamon. Let a Tolibo. Come 
Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall proclaim gladness and joy and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Take away the sorrow from the nation of Ghana. Take away the mourning from among your people. Give unto us beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The coming of praise for the spirit of heaviness that we might be called the trees of righteousness, the plantings of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Please, you may be seated. You're welcome to the house of God. And for those of you that are outside, you are not outside of the courts of God. You are just outside of the auditorium. And you are within the same ecosystem that God will be operating this evening in the name of Jesus. All right, turn your Bible with me to the book of Genesis chapter 2. There is an executive summary of the enterprise of creation that is captured in Genesis chapter 2. Like I said, it's an, it's, it's, it's an executive attempt to summarize the endeavors that took place in chapter 1 grand summary of the creative enterprise. There are a few details that are captured in this summary that I'd like to draw our attention to. He said, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. So the concept of rest was introduced at this point. Uh, but meanwhile, that's not where I'm going. I'm just trying to let us understand that the concept of rest was introduced in verse 2. 
And God rested from all his work. Uh, the perspective of rest that it is captured in verse 2 is it's a spiritual culture. It's not something that is occasioned by exhaustion. There is an allocation of rest, for instance, to every spirit being. And it's only demonic spirits that do not have that allocation of rest. So the Bible says that when an unclean spirit is casted out of a man, he wanders about in dry places seeking rest. Because there's no allocation of rest for unclean spirits. Meanwhile, it is an allocation that God has made available to every spirit being that is under the scope of his government. Even your own spirit, Lord, within the executive summary that I'm trying to draw your attention to. And there are critical pillars of our spiritual civilization uh, that are identified in that summary. And if you happen to be someone that is in a hurry, you are so much in a hurry that uh, you don't pay attention to details. You are not likely to see uh, the signposts that God has put in place uh, in that executive summary that I'm drawing your attention to. Now, this is Isaiah, for instance, chapter 29, verse 11. And the Bible says, and the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed. Now, before, before I read further, let me be sure that we are consulting the, the right scripture. Are you there? Where are we? We are in uh, Isaiah chapter what? Chapter 29. Okay. And we are beginning from verse number 11. Uh, I'm coming. Let me I've taken you people too far. Uh, what is spoken about here uh, are seals. Okay? And when we say something is sealed, in modern day language we are saying it is classified. The thing actually exists, but a seal is put upon it so that unauthorized personnel will not have access to the economy of reality that is trapped therein. Now, I, I took you far. Let me bring you back. Let's go to the uh, previous chapter. That's chapter 28. Okay. Um, meanwhile, for your information, since we are already in 29, we saw something in 29 there. You must understand that kingdom things are, are sealed. Kingdom things exist in mysteries. And the reason is because God doesn't want us to access deep matters. Deep matters are destructive if they fall into the hands of unauthorized personnel. 
at least the colonel in our midst knows that if uh, the pin of a grenade, and my daughter is capable of uh, removing the pin of a grenade. In fact, that's the kind of thing she likes, anything that will cause explosion. So she can take away the pin of a grenade innocently, but the result of that infraction is going to be quantified in loss of lives. And that's how spiritual things are. There are many spiritual things that are kept classified so that unauthorized personnel cannot access them. Now, if we go to the book of Revelation, chapter 5, you are going to see the protocol that is required to unlock sealed things. As powerful as you are, a preacher of the gospel. What you know about your calling is only that much that has been revealed to you. That's not all about your calling. And as you begin to administer the passcode of obedience, then you have access to more items that were previously classified. That's how kingdom things are. When you find a man that doesn't have access to the sealed things that reveal his significance in the kingdom of God, it means that that man is dislocated. He is not in alignment. He doesn't see Christ as his unique goal. In that situation, you will live a normal life. A life of flesh and blood, a life that is measured into time, that doesn't have any capacity to strike any chord in eternity. And Satan is actually interested in making you run the rat race. You are just solving problems, trying to pay school fees. You are, that's what you are trying to do, trying to ensure that there's food on the table. You are, you are surviving, but you are not fulfilling destiny. That's what Satan wants. He, he wants to put you on a race so that you'll be preoccupied with things that you consider to be important. And as long as it doesn't strike any chord on the classified things that define your essence, you are lost. Are you there? So when you go to the book of Revelation chapter 5, you are going to see the protocol that is required to unlock seals. Now, Amen. Now, because I made a mistake and opened Isaiah chapter 29, that's why I have to justify that mistake by giving you... Now, see, 2024 is around the corner. But the reason why you don't know what it holds is because it's sealed. That's how kingdom things are. They are not available at face value. God cannot exist in a formula. Maybe you did this yesterday and God showed up. So you now think, okay, let's do it today and see if God will show up. He will not show up because you cannot hold him in a formula. God must be sought out every day because he operates in a realm of sealed things. If those things are not sealed, Satan himself can decode them and Satan can hack into the program of your life. So the kingdom of God operates by high level of secrecy. Have you heard when the Bible says, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. Hey, meanwhile, what's that? That which eyes have not seen, that which ears have not heard, and as, as, as radical as your heart is, it has not even occurred into your heart. What's the name of that? 
mystery. Mystery. It means it's beyond human effort to know. It, it is in, in the custody of a spirit being. And only that spirit personality is the licensed chartered entity that can disclose such things. Are you still with me? Um, you know, some people, when they are in trouble, they go to the devil to look for solutions. Because even in the kingdom of darkness, these things are sealed. And only authorized persons are given access to these seals. And those are people that know the way of the spirit that has classified the matters. In the realm of the divine supernatural, for instance, the one that has the accurate passcode into the depths of God and the mysteries of God happens to be the Holy Ghost. Okay, because I maybe it wasn't a mistake. Maybe this my my Isaiah chapter twenty nine may not be a mistake. So let us just follow it. Let's follow it. Let's see where it will take us. Men build with blocks. I've seen some of your block factories and what they are producing. They mix, uh, neither does he build with bricks. He builds with stone. And the thing about stone, you don't even believe that God builds with stone. Okay, let me give you a few scriptures so that it, it will enter. For instance, the Bible says that we are lively stones built up into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood that we may offer our spiritual sacrifices unto God acceptable through Jesus Christ. See, so God is building a spiritual temple and he decides to use stones. And uh, he's now saying the use of the word stones, there's a metaphor that actually speaks about you. Now, the reason why you use stones, are you there? If you go to the query site and you are cutting out stones, the stones are not going to be the same shape. Not for you to build with it. Every single stone is a... Now, that means your destiny is different from mine. Your shape spiritually is different from mine. Because you don't know that what... Uh, he said, we, we are lively stones. So, in order for you to know what sort of stone you are, and if you press further, if we press further, you will now find out that the stones are from the query site, but precious stones. And I know this because of the book of Revelation. There are 17 different building materials that are used in the building of the new Jerusalem. And all of these building materials speak about different kinds of believers that come in different generations to fulfill like, the significance of just Some like onyx. Some like emerald. But that's advanced. Uh, many of you don't even know your stone. Meanwhile, oh, you are not following me. Let me leave you. Now, the reason why you don't know what I'm saying is because it is classified to it. Is to. I say, follow me. Okay, let me break it down into a context that you understand. For instance, your family. You notice 
There's so many things wrong in your family. So many things are out of place. So many kinds of challenges that are associated with your family and it's difficult for somebody to rise beyond a certain limit. And if you do, you will have to be contending and contending and contending such that common sense will now tell you that is it this is this your breakthrough? Is it worth it? Maybe you just stay in line so that everything will be balanced. Now, the reason why you are contemplating being the usual kind of person is because you have no insight into the classified things. It's when you know the classified things that you'll be able to understand your warfare. Your destiny exists in a context. Except you have access to that context, your interpretation of your situations are wrong. Except you have access into the meaning of that context, you can't even interpret the meaning of the anointing upon your life. And that means you are not likely to maximize God's investment on your life because there are many mysteries about your context that you do not know. For instance... Samuel walked up to David and anointed him. Are you there? Do you realize that the anointing that Samuel put on David was the anointing of a king? Even though he, his place of current jurisdiction was in the bush, in the wilderness, to take care of sheep. That anointing that came upon him, that investment that came upon him, moved him from that place and he ended up in a parlor. Not officially as a king, but the anointing migrated him. He went to give his brothers food. So many things happened, and then he ended up in the parlor. It is the anointing that he carried that was responsible for his migration. If you are going to be a king, the anointing should take you to a place where kingship takes place. At least you can learn one or two. Now, if you don't understand... They classified things, the anointings that came upon your life. You can't even interpret your warfare. You don't even know why Saul is fighting you. That guy might be doing nice. Oh, if he doesn't know that, he will not know how to order him his steps strategically because there's a missing link in his perception. Kingdom things. I see the meaning of cities, like Tema. The meaning of Tema is not necessarily in his name. And that's why he allowed him to succeed in the enterprise of manipulating his brother's birthright. And the consequence of that was that he survived in a place that his mother is not there. If, it's, if, if the guy's mom were there, she can Arranged, but for the first time, he would journey without his strength. And his strength was the voice of his mother. As he began to migrate, he didn't know that the journey he was making was influenced by that covenant that he entered playfully. Yes, that covenant he went to swear on. The spirit behind it was the one manipulating him. He got to a place called Laws and he decided that, okay, let me sleep here. He thought he was the one that chose the resting place. He didn't know that the resting place chose him. 
all of these things were happening to him because he had contacted something. And he didn't know that that thing that he contacted is what is responsible for how his life was going to be ordered. The guy now came to Laws and said, okay, I want to sleep. And I know if you want to sleep on, the, on an open field like that, you will not need stones for a pillow. This man felt he needed his support for his head. And unknown to him, that covenant that he entered to, entered into, the place he, he chose to sleep was the place his father raised his first altar unto the same God when that God spoke into his head and that voice was in his head for 50 years. So the guy did not want to obey the voice of the Lord for 50 years until he couldn't handle it anymore. The, the, that location was the place he raised the first altar. In fact, at that time, he didn't know the name of God. So he raised that altar unto the God that appeared unto him. A nameless God. But this one that is talking to me, it is you now. I'm raising this altar so that I can trap your dimensions down. It is that effort that created. Are you there? Un unknown to the guy that was traveling, one of the stones he put on the head was one of the stones that was used to build his grandfather's altar. So who is traveling? Are you still following me? I'm just showing you classified things. If you don't understand the context, you'll be shadow boxing. You will not have an objective. You will not know the strategy. You will not understand the voice of your anointing. You are going to be utopian, a man without reference. Your strength will become your weakness because Satan is going to bring you into deception. Are you still following me? When the guy decided to sleep, God allowed his physical senses to be blotted out. And then he activated his spiritual senses and showed him the same location. Then he saw the result of the altar that his grandfather had built. Because angels. A spirit city had been created by the interaction of his grandfather. Are you there? You know, I mentioned the terminology. I know you are confused. But I won't digress to define it, to explain it. I called it a spirit city. And I can show you many spirit cities in the Bible. Many, from Genesis to Revelation. And all these spirit cities are occasioned by the priesthood of men. Whether it's a righteous priesthood or it is a demonic priesthood. A spirit city can be the result of a demonic altar. And so it becomes a demonic stronghold. But the one that Jacob saw was an angelic stronghold. And he was occasioned by a righteous altar that his grandfather Abraham has set in motion. You will notice the movement of the angels, the oscillatory motion of the angelic horde. They were, they were what? I'm, I can't hear you. Now, so, see, they were ascending and descending. They were not descending and ascending. In your mind, I know what you read was descending. They were coming from heaven. Coming to the earth. No, you are wrong. They were coming from earth and going to heaven. They were what? Ascending and descending. Because the energy that was responsible for the oscillatory motion was the altar that his grandfather built.
Yes, you see, the thing has entered that mommy. That's entered that. Because she used to read it. She used to, even though it's ascending and descending, she, she used to read it in her mind that descend, the angels were coming from it. No. The angels were displaced from the altar that Abraham sent. So they were carrying errands and petitions into the heavenlies. Are you there? And then this man that came and took one of those stones was brought into the first field of that altar and he saw the angelic stronghold. At the top of the ladder, it means that from that altar to the heavens, the altar created a linkage. And the civilization that the altar brings into the etherem is the civilization of the heavenlies. Now, if it's a demonic altar, the civilization that it will bring into the etherem is the civilization of the underworld. In spiritual geography, the earth is in the middle, heaven is above, and hell is beneath. Now, don't don't use your geography sense to analyze that scripture. Because if you do, you will discover that the place South Africa calls down is different from the place we on the equator call down. Don't use, if you use physical geography, you scatter the whole thing. So when they say earth, hell is beneath and heaven is above, it is spiritual geography, not physical geography. But what I'm saying is this. If you have a righteous altar, it's going to create a linkage between heaven and earth. If you have a demonic altar, it's going to create a linkage between hell and earth. Are you still following me? I'm still trying to talk about classified matters. Classified. Now, so let me give you some points. What makes territory? What what, when you say the territory of Tema, what do you mean? Is it the number of beer parlors? The number of brothels? The number of criminal activities per month? Every territory has four basic infrastructure. One is the altar. In order to define a territory, the altar that is built, situated within it, is one of the most critical factors. That's what determines whether we have a demonic stronghold or an angelic stronghold. One. If we want to understand your family, the patterns, why people die at the age that they die, whether it is easy to stumble into actualization or not. Whether the intention of God for that family has been fulfilled or it has been jettisoned because there is another influence that is riding the family in a different direction. Whether that is the case or not is dependent on what altar is at work. What altar is in the heart of the civilization among the people whether it is a righteous altar or a demonic altar. You must have checked. And if you check properly, you find out that the house of the sons of the bondwoman is a prayer house. That's what it is. We will talk. And we can talk about money, talk about how to marry, talk about so many things. 
But fundamentally, the house of the sons of the bond woman is, a, is an altar of prayer. That's what it is. And Jesus said that my house among all nations shall be called the house of, it, it didn't say shall be a house of prayer. He said it shall be called. That means the people that care to look at us. When they finish analyzing our activity, they will call our gathering a house of prayer. Jesus is saying that our gathering as a people, one of the fundamental identities of our gathering should be that we raise altar. We must be taught about altar. Because if you notice the, faith, the father of faith, when God called him out of idolatry, the first thing that he began to do in response to God was that he set up altars. In fact, the Bible says that he built altars and he pitched tents. His tents were te temporary. His altars were permanent. But today we build tents and we pitch altars. Oh my God. And you're expecting to have a spirit city of angels ascending and descending. You want to make impact? Then I need to tell you about territory. The context in which you were born, which is called your family. You are not aware, but I need to tell you today. There are altars that watch over that clan. Not the ones you set up. Because humankind came to the discovery of the fact that we are feeble. We are frail. The last time COVID hit, you people breathe in and out and they die. That's how, that's how infamed we are. It's, it's not a new discovery. Humankind discovered that a way to perpetrate this weak human life is to do it with the support of altars. So wise men of old, whether demonic or divine, their altars were the permanent aspects of their civilizations. And where they stayed was not as important as the altar life that they practiced. So the altar life was permanent. It was built up. But their tents could change. Their locations could change but their life of the altar was permanent first question i need to ask the question you have an altar if you don't have an altar you are naked you think the certificate you got from the university of ghana has the power to challenge the forces that are rooted in your family <laughs> it means you have not traveled far You've been in Tema for too long. Take a trip to home. Take a trip. Travel out. And you will find some men. They have not seen the four walls of the university. They provide solutions to politicians. They provide solutions to people that have lost their way. They have, they give prescriptions on how barren women will conceive. People move to them. They don't move to people. Because they are men of the altars. They are permanent. Oh, you want to know why Tema is a stronghold? Every location. Let me give you some. This one this is information for intercessors. Every location where you find a water body pass. It has very strong demonic potential. Just in case you are not aware. Very strong demonic potential. And in order to shape the territory, 
Those people that understand the potential of rivers, the ones that meet with lands, the intersection between land and water. There is a being that is supposed to be there, like a linesman, with one foot in the water and one foot on the water. If that being is a demon, that territory will be demonic. If that, oh, do I need to show you scriptures to confirm what I'm talking about? Okay, what I'm saying is in the book of Revelation, chapter 10. You can go and read it. If that being, okay, no, you don't believe me. You know how I know this? My own city too has a water body that separates it, that divides it. And we were praying for so many years and our prayers were not answered. Then one of the classified, the seals were broken so that we could see the warfare of riverine areas. It's different from the ones you will do in greater Accra. You will labor under the sunshine and the sun will smite you until you have access to secrets. Until the seals break. Your effort is good enough to make you a star. Many of you are very hard working. In fact, you need, you need to only to work half as hard if you know where to press and you know where to look. But many men will wander. We wander into oblivion just because they cannot see their true context. They cannot define, they cannot tell their story. They cannot define their warfare because they don't know the context in which their reality finds expression. Just like I said, I know you don't believe me. So let me, let me show you this, this scripture. First infrastructure in the territory is the altar. Who manages the altar that has given Tema this shape? And you must understand if a certain plague is caused by an altar, the solution to that plague is another altar. If a situation is caused by violating a law, it will be solved by satisfying that law. Spiritual things are not haphazard. They are clinical. God said to Adam, in the day that you eat of this fruit, ye shall surely die. What God was educating Adam about is the position of the justice system of heaven. The judgment that will be allocated to you if you eat of this fruit is that you will now know something that is not in your ecosystem and that thing that you will know is called death. Death is not my creation. Death will come because of your rebellion against me. Death is not the cessation of life. Death is the separation from God. Once you eat of that fruit, you'll be separated from me. From me. A new operating system will come into your realm. And the death that God spoke about, if you read it from Hebrew, it says in dying, he shall surely die. That death is a process and not an event. And that's why Adam did not fall down and die physically. But because he was separate from God, everything he did, even if he went to the University of Ghana, he was dead, finding expression in different ways. Intellectual death, marital death, 
all kinds of death in different fashions, in different shades. He was going to be forced with, to live a life apart from God and anything within that crucible are unfolding measures of death. You understand that? And so the, the issue that happened in the Garden of Eden was a legal issue because they violated the position of divine justice. And so the demand of divine justice was what? Death. So when Jesus came, the only way to solve that problem was to satisfy justice. And that's why Jesus had to die. That's how we fight spiritual battles. You need to know whether it was a law, whether it's legal. There. And it, are you still following me? Notice that it was a man that violated that law. That was why Jesus had to become a man in order to fulfill it. Because everything that is in that in the shape of the construct of the infirmity must be in the solution. Are you following me? Um, if it's God that causes a, a problem, it will be God that will solve it. So you will notice that um, in the ark of Noah, the ark, after they entered, God came and locked it from outside. So people were knocking. And because Noah was compassionate, if it were up to him, he would have opened the door. He said, I'm sorry. It is only the one that locked it that can do what? So if a problem is caused by God, why are you trying to use anointing? He is the one that locked it. Why not go and sit down? You are trying to open. <laughs> Are you there? Uh -huh. So in spiritual warfare, if it's an angel that caused the problem, it will be an angel that will solve it. If, if the sons of God are the ones that caused the problem, then the earth will need to wait for another generation of the manifestation of the sons of God. Only them can solve the problem than the initial sons of God created. Are you there? Okay. Now you got it to that point if the problem was caused by an altar it will be solved by an altar you will need to go and see the, the priests that are servicing that altar you need to see their level of devotion their level of consecration their level of sacrifice because in your own altar you must have an equivalent level of consecration there must be an equilibrium oh you sleep on your bed and speak it down, right? And then you believe that you can contend with a man that goes into the forest naked. He stays there without food and water and the first seven rainfalls that falls on the ground will fall on his naked body. Even to have an encounter with Satan, you need 11 months, 11 days of fasting. Realize that people that serve Satan are not as loose as we are. A friend of mine from Ghana, they were preparing him to take over the altar in the north. I'm, I'm talking, you know, I like the north. They have spiritual men there. Is it that you are a hooligan sold out to Satan or you serve God? You, you don't have any of that confidence, but God. I like those kind of places so that the people that are fixed, there will be few. When you meet a believer, you can, you can open your heart to. Because you know he has nothing to do with darkness. 
So they were preparing him to take over the altar. And his, his father happened to be one of the grandmasters. He became a grandmaster when other people that are operating altars came to receive lectures from you and you gave them the material to set it up. So it will increase the ranking of your own altar. And in order for you to serve an altar, you will denounce every other God you had known before so that you can subscribe to that. Just like um, a diode sends out current in one direction, the man that manages an altar only looks in one direction, in the direction of the spirit, the supervising spirit. You cannot say you are money and altar and you use your body anyhow. You give for fornication, give for immoral, then you wash and come. The altar will fight you. In my village, I've seen people that altars arrested. The spirit of I know you people grew up in Tema, grew up in Accra. So you don't know what you don't know anything about household altar. You don't know it. Somebody goes and violates the laws of the spirit of the altar and he comes to worship. He says, Hey, why don't know? Take wine. Take banku. And as he's throwing banku, the thing arrested. The person will be like that until evening, begging. The altar can trap the person there for three days as punishment. You can't move your back again. Your back is straight like that. For, for three days. It's the spirit. Is punishing you for violating his And you, you come into God and say, Baba, you day. How can a priesthood, the altar you raise, how can he be able to attract the presence of high-ranking angels, spirits like Michael? They will stand on it and look into the territory. So, sometimes when they look and demons see that, uh -uh, it's Michael that can it's enough reason for them to, to leave. But you see, to create a stronghold that can trap Michael. I say, Kabola, There's a level you get to in operating an altar. Death will not look for you. It is only Jehovah that can decree your exit. From the life of flesh and bone. Only. There are some lights you see. Even if a plane that you are on. Was destined for accident. It will be in the next flight. Not in yours. Life. Was designed to be lived. From the tenacity. Of the oppression. Of the knowledge. Of setting up an altar. So that the dimensions of spirit beings. Can be trapped down. And you can use their influence to do business in the world of men. So when we see the terrain, we see the number of airplanes rotten, the level of problem and violence in the territory. Then you know the altars that are operational in the land. Then you go and study your Bible. Open your Bible. Say, we have altars of immorality. We have high arm robbery rate in Kema. I'm not telling you by the spirit, I know. I have researched them. Oh, you don't believe me? Maybe pastor will help us. Are you there? Good. Thank God for the current police administration that has tracked down. I know Tema what it used to be. 
they had the eye down. Everything that is black can find a place in them. When you see the symptoms of the society, you know what kinds of altars were set up that makes this kind of reality possible. And you are a priest of light. You don't do priestly business with ignorance. You go and study your Bible to find out about those civilizations. When you equip yourself with knowledge, you will not know what is needed to counteract the earth. So you build your altars with that shape in mind. You can't do priesthood territorially without knowledge. If the altars that power the territory, one of them is the altar of promiscuity, it means that you must be sexually pure before you qualify. And if you are not sexually pure, go and work in the bank. Look for bank job. Are you there? Uh, <laughs> How many of you remember Isaiah? He was sent to deliver people. The day God came for inspection, he discovered that he had the weakness of the land in him. That he dwelt among the people with of unclean lips and he himself had unclean lips. When you are in that state, there is no way you can bring deliverance to the people that you have been sent to. Because the devil has given you the weakness that is rooted in the territory. Part of the spirit you came to contend with has already manipulated you into his coming. In order to invalidate your authority in the spirit. Only Nazarites can change the temple. They lost for nothing in the earth. Lost for nothing. They don't lost for its women. They don't lost for its money. They only lost for Jesus. And when you seek Jesus without any other agenda, he will cause the things that the Gentiles seek to navigate in your direction. I'm telling you this as a personal testimony. The demons in my city are vicious. When you get to the age of 45, most of the vibrant giants die. So I know what you mean when you say the land eats its inhabitants. One of the preachers that rose with so much glory in my city. He was the golden mound. He had all tracks. He had the right words. Only the Holy Ghost could put those words there. Don't, there can be mourning. Don't bring that man. If he speaks, the whole mourning that is part of the burial, he takes it away. He takes it away. Because he has the right words. Great, great evangelist. The first man that filled, indigenous man that filled our public square. What do you call independence? Where? Yeah, so something like that. We have it in my city. The first man that filled sinners there in preparation to receive Jesus. All the stands, the cement stands were filled up. The main bowl was filled up. An evangelist of power. Then you begin to want, because we tried to do crusades there. We saw the attendance. Uh, yeah. So what did this man know that we did not know? <laughs> That's when you begin to measure your priesthood in terms of performance. That something is lacking. You will go back to the place of prayer to find fresh technology to add to your structure until it has the capacity to begin to speak to the territory. If you want to talk to the territory, go to your altar. Your altar will give you volume. 
give you an amplifier. Everything you say will travel in the land. The first furniture in the territory, the altar. And that's the only way you can understand what is responsible for the stronghold that's in the land. The demonic stronghold must give way to the angelic stronghold. And if that happens, it means the man has found the science of how to create an embassy to allow earthly permission for heavenly interference. Heavenly beings having legitimacy to operate in the end because of the technology of how to create an embassy so that their entrance into the territory can be negotiated. Their entrance into your family can be negotiated. Their entrance into your account balance, your account system, your financial life can be negotiated. Life is spiritual. And you do not do spiritual things with ignorance. Second thing that is in the territory is this spirit city. It's either an angelic stronghold or a demonic one. What is the spirit city of your family? How does it look? See violence and contention. And the old wars that began in 1982, they are still very vibrant. called meetings. We sent out cushions and palliatives. Has not been able to create sufficient balance to quell the crisis. There is something responsible for it. And until you find it and deal with it, all you'll be doing is trying to quench the fire as it creates. There's a way to solve problems. Family problems. Ancient ones. The stronghold, the camps must be exposed. So, Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the authorities of Hades, the messengers of the underworld, will not be able to prevail against you. Know, Jesus is telling us beforehand that the messengers of Hades, they will be coming with a preconditioned intention, which is to master the church and to control it. They don't need to be invited. They will consider it their duty to infiltrate our ranks until what we call the church today becomes the synagogue of Satan. Satan will be the one in charge. Because the church is supposed to be a corporate altar. A corporate altar, the Bible says, where two or three are gathered. Under my authority, in the authority that is in my name, my presence, even though it is invisible, it will become visible in them. Are you there? So the idea of the corporate house of God it's supposed to be a walking altar where the dimensions of God are trapped down. And I don't have time to take you through scriptures, take you to the book of Deuteronomy to open your eyes to see the power of the Israeli company. The things that ride with them. That's when your eyes will be open to see, to understand that the armies of Israel were not just natural fighters. 
There's a natural side and there's a supernatural side. Sometimes we hear God tell David, wait, don't move yet until you see a movement on the mulberry trees. It means the supernatural army has been dispatched. You just, after you see it, then you can move. Oh, they were, read the, the battles of David. You will see that there were spirits in the camp. And God gave him strategies on how to always be behind the spirit army. Joshua was not adequately the disciple. Moses didn't tell him those secrets. First, war was with Jericho. He came and assessed the wall and saw that the wall was a keyboard. The height and the length were the same. In fact, if you're a Bible student, you will notice that Rahab's house had to have the foundation in the walls of Jericho. Think about it. It was built by generals so that no human army will be able to breach the defense of that city. The man had to go do some meditation in the backside. And he saw an angel. Are you for also addressing? He didn't know that that was part of his hand. That was the spiritual side, the captain on the spiritual side of his hand. The reason why spirits attended to them, the Israeli army was a, a, a stronghold, an angelic stronghold. The reason why angels attended to them was because they were saying, Moses taught them. Oh, shh. I don't have time to give you the discoveries of Moses. The things Moses taught, the things he did. He was an engineer in the ways of altars. He knew how to make heaven and earth one. The days of the priest must return. We've danced, we've danced all kinds of dance in church. In the area of dancing, we are not left behind. But what we need to conquer is not a new dance. <laughs> the Lord will have to reintroduce the days of peace again. Men like Elijah knew what they had to do in order to invoke the fires of heaven. They knew that by priesthood. People like Moses knew how to disarm rivers and they parted. They generated a hyper hyper tide from the power of the moon and kept water bodies like walls for 24 hours. What can your altar do? When you pray, what happens? The body of Christ must be educated afresh. This season of rejoicing and dancing. Now, we prepare for war. Yes. And the least among our numbers must become as strong as David. My own war began when I was in the womb. It's when I went to London that the doctors looked at my face. They said, you have facial palsy seven. So what's the meaning of that? Say, half of your face is totally paralyzed. I was born that way. 
I prayed many times for the Lord to heal me. He said, no, I will not heal you. I will not heal you because I want to give you revelation. I want to give you insight. So that every day you look at him, you, know, you will know you are just a man. You know, knowledge can puff up. Are you, do you know that? Okay, so when you look at you become humble. Say, calm down. Right? Hallelujah. The days of Christ are coming. The days of Nazareth. Men whose prayer can blot out the sun. I hope you know the death of Jesus. His death was an altar. I hope you know. The death created an eclipse. That was an omen. The death of Jesus. The blood of Jesus that fell at Golgotha was a, it, 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 it generated an earthquake, a tremor. It is that tremor that affected the temple and the Holy of Holies experienced a renovation. Re was the garment that covered the curtain that covered the Holy of Holies was torn from top to bottom. And if you know the Hebrew culture, Hebrew man is offended. Hebrew man is sorrowful. He's experiencing loss. Puts ashes on his head. And he rents his time. So in the history of God, God was grieving. He has never been separated from his son in his history. That was redemption made him turn his back from his son. And his, his attempt at expressing his grief led him to if you know there are some things if you if you know it and you do it even the sun will withdraw his life demons in the territory will leave on the earnest expectation of the creation the bible says waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. The, the, the men of the priest of Volta will boast until those priests of light come. That's the day. It will be like the day of Moses. When Janice and Jambres came to withstand Moses, they came with magic. But Moses had something more than magic that swallowed the magic of the magicians of Egypt. The book of Daniel was written. It's an account. Revealed to us. That if we can explore the priesthood of light. And explore it adequately. Even those that are in the priesthood of darkness. We call us deities. They went to the king and told him. No king. Among men. Has ever requested such a thing from any magician that you dream, you forgot your dream, and you're asking the master to recover it from whence it came. He said, No king have ever required this from a wise man. People that walk with spirits do not have the ability 
to re re retrieve revelation from the archive. The only ones that have this power are the Holy God. And they do not dwell with men. <laughs> Meanwhile, you need to read the book of Daniel to find how many departments, channels of the kingdom of darkness were present in Nebuchadnezzar's employment. He had Chaldeans there. He had magicians. He had astrologers. He, he had all the nine dimensions of the craft, craft of darkness. They were present. If Nebuchadnezzar conquers your village and he sees that in your village there are people that know how to divine, he will employ them. He will kill everybody and employ those people in the ministry of wisdom. That one day your insight will deliver out. Issue employment instantly. So he had all the departments, sorcerers were doing their own. People that were gifted in incantations, they can give commands to demons. They were all kinds of priesthood was present. And that was the reason why that was the man that first fulfilled in earthly terminology the concept of the king of kings. Because there were kings on that. When the man celebrated and did parties, it was for months. Not you, you do your own party in the early in the month. The moment is daybreak, you, you are finished celebrating. Nebuchadnezzar celebrates for months. He celebrates across continents, across nations. That was the kind of king he was. And the source of his might was that he had access to supernatural wisdom. Until the day he requested for something that the Chaldeans could not provide, something that the magicians could not provide. Something that the enchanters could not provide. And then Daniel said, you, you give me some time. When Daniel produced it, from that day, Nebuchadnezzar bowed to him. And Daniel was considered to be a living deity. He carried the God inside of his spirit. So when they were casting Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire, they did not cast Daniel. Because Daniel was a deity. Of the deity, you know? he, he had access to the spirit of the holy gods, and this ghost could not dwell with many years later. When a hidden queen decided to read out the CV of that, the light and understanding was found in this man. He had the ability to unravel proverbs, dark sentences. Enigmas. The problem of the economy in Ghana, you can, you can solve. If you bring your ATM card, you can pick the pin because light was what you have. Your ecolock combination lock, you can pick it. Because the Bible says life, light is that which makes manifest. How can darkness thrive when a man has that level of visibility in the spirit? He's only an altar makes a man that's the definition of life is man plus altar that's your strength in the marketplace it's only you that went to the marketplace with your tie and your certificate the rest came from voter with approval came from other places with blessings the spirits accompanied them from that and you came with your certificate and you came with the fact that you did something in 
in London Business School. <laughs> oh, life is supernatural. Wait, oh, oh, my time is up. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. That in 2024, I don't want to be a normal man. I'm going on a pilgrimage in the spirit, just like Apostle Paul. He gave his life to Christ and he went to Arabia for honeymoon for three and a half years. He came back from that encounter and he asked the churches he planted to ask God to give him more time. Because the things he saw in Arabia, he did not have human words to communicate with. He wrote the book of Ephesians 17 years after he came back from Arabia. That's when utterance came. You, you, you can tell the story of your life this night because there's nothing, there's no insight, no revelation, no encounter. <laughs> it's time to go higher. So now we seek the manifestation of the sons of God. Spirit of Christ within you. Nature can recognize his voice. Just like he spoke to the wind and said, Peace be still. If you can allow the echo of Christ from your spirit man to arise, nature will recognize it. The sun and the moon will hear that voice and they will recognize it. The waters, the rivers of the territory will hear that voice and they will recognize it. Oh, something is designed to manifest in our generation. Our eyes will see it. We will not bow our heads before this glory finds expression. The sons of Tema, the sons of Ghana. Oh, a new formation of priesthood that will arise in the land. We speak the ancient languages of the Spirit of God. The ancient tunes, the ancient songs of the angels will be on the lips of men. Oh, many things will shift. Because a light that cannot be resisted will begin to beam forth. Return, return, that we might look upon you. Return, return, that we might see your face. Return, return, that your glory may be made manifest for all nations to see. Yes, 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 yes. To peep into the ancient things. 
is upon us. That season is here. Return, return. That we might look upon you. Return, return. That we might see your face.
open up a new fountain. Let the rivers of life flow through the land to the nation. Let it lick up death, darkness, gloom, hopes. We proclaim over the land a new season. Let the messengers of heaven designed to minister within the territory begin to come through. We support the contention in the spirit to overthrow the peace of wickedness that has labored over the land. Let the voice of the warring angels and the cherubims of light be heard in the territory. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is full of his glory. Let the firmaments above be open to us. In the tempest, the tempest from heaven, the sound from above, the trumpets, and the altar of fire. Arise, 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 oh terrible one, come in your majesty, come in your glory, let your name be feared among the nations. So be like a mercy. Emere Kamproskeda. Inamomorakwaba. Robabia Sebin. Robabia Skidomantel. Emere Kosiba. Uriya Sika Pantel. Romines. Kofone Laiko. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the days of Samuel. A place called Rama. Ah, 
We bind the serpent and the scorpion. We blot out the tongue of the sea. Shiko baby. Arise, arise. And let your enemies be scattered. Oh, terrible one. Awake for Tema. Awake for the nation of Ghana. Let the seeds of the manipulators be overturned. Let the scepter. Let the season of lies come to an end. And let God arise from the ashes. Arise. 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 And let your enemies be scattered. Sima Robin Akis Obama Laite Era Kosamuka Era Sokombele Iska Let Ghana go in the name of Jesus Robin seven people he will announce. In the next 30 seconds, if God has heard our prayers, there are seven people that will come under the anointing. This anointing is going to be a strong anointing. Three of these people will be outside. Three of these people will be outside in the overflow. In the next 30 seconds, the anointing of which I speak we give these people a benefit, a privilege, a privilege of seeing things ahead before they manifest in the natural. In 30 seconds, Father, if it is true that you have heard our prayer, and even in this moment, you are beginning to arise, arise in Tema to challenge the darkness. 
to establish your order. I pray. So us a sign of these seven men coming under the influence of a terrific anointing. Of a terrific anointing. Of a terrific anointing. The hand of God will become stronger. It will become stronger. It will become stronger. It will become stronger. It will become stronger. In the hall. Outside of the hall. In the, oh my God. Oh my God. Others help me. There are three people. Three people that that anointing will come upon. Those ones are outside. Those ones are outside. Show me this sign. 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 Gladness and joy 
and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. You win the battles of your life tonight. The limitations, they are broken off you. Arise, shine, for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon Let the yoke be broken. Let the chains of the serpent be burned with fire. Grace be multiplied. You will never remain the same again. See my kedi akubera. Eskopila si kobraskele. Oromo sondele. Let your coast be enlarged. Let your borders be increased. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your snakes. For the hand of the Lord has come to perform a wonder. It's come to perform a sign. Many there be that will see this sign and wonder. For the time is come. And now he says the Lord that I will cause the little to become mighty. And I will cause the mighty to become little. I will cause the weak to become strong. And I will cause the strong to become weak. For in this season I will use the best things of this world to confound the things that are. I will use the despised things of this world Found the things that are mighty. For the little ones have become a thousand, and the small ones have become a strong nation. For though they beginning to be small, thy later end, they shall greatly increase.